Shut up and sit down. Hey, welcome back, Microbrewed Sports. I'm your boy Alex here with my boy Pete. What's up, guys? Uh, let's see what we're drinking today. We're both rocking some Trogues. We are. Uh, local brewery to us here, Hershey, PA. Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yep. Uh, good stuff, actually. I used to live like oh. two miles from there, so I used to try and great food. Place. Fantastic yeah. food. Highly recommended by both of us. Yes. So next time you come to Hershey Park, you know, come like. Or stay late, come early. Stay late. Whatever. Go grab a drink afterwards. Yeah. I'm a big fan of this one here. I actually hadn't had it before, which is why I'm drinking it now. But Hotback, which is an amber ale. Right. Uh, it's a reasonable, but it'll still get you there, 6%. And super tasty. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to drink like 10 of them. You know what I mean? Like It's, yeah, not, the, that, it's not that kind of Most Trogues beers no. aren't a, something you settle on for the rest of the evening. Yeah. They're but usually, they're a good starter. Yeah, they, they have, yeah, it's like if you're going out to dinner and you want to get a beer... Trogues is a great beer yeah. to get. Maybe to like have like a four beer or five. Or two. At, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what kind of dinner you're fucking going to. <laughs> no. Um, I'm all, like Alex said, I'm drinking Trogues as well. I have their, it's called Troganator. It's a double Bach beer, so it's going to be a little darker, a little maltier taste, in my opinion. Um, it's 8.2%. And I, I know I enjoy this one. Um, just had one last night watching the Ric Flair documentary. Woo! It's pretty good. Not, yeah. not a big uh, wrestling guy, but good documentary. I, I, I think I most people would enjoy it. Yeah, I hadn't seen it yet, but he was hyping it up to me, so I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the 30 for 30. I'm ready for the Sixers 30 for 30. Trust the did process. You, did, when it comes oh, out. Christ. Did you see the next one coming out? No. The two Bills. Bill Bo- Parcells and Bill Belichick. Oh, that's that'll be fun. That will be fun. Yeah. The Jets are involved in that because, if you remember, oh, yeah, Bill, Parcells, Bill Parcells came, took over the Jets, went to the 98 AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. Belichick was the Jets Belichick. head coach for literally one day. Right. Correct. Best day in franchise history. Yes. Next day, worst day in franchise <laughs> history. He leaves and the Patriots start their evil empire. Mm-hmm. Could have been us. <laughs> but I digress. Yeah. Um, so let's get on topic here. First thing I wanted to talk about is kind of a mildly uh, depressing note to start on, but I felt that I really wanted to, on this however small platform that we have, yeah, really give a shout-out to uh, Roy Halladay, former Philly great. Heavy hearts here at Microbrood Sports. Right. Heavy, heavy hearts. Normally, not to sound heartless, but normally when these things happen, like I can shrug it off as like that's bad news that doesn't affect me, but like that's unfortunate. This one, seriously, I felt like I got punched in the gut. Yeah. I was sad at least for a good half hour to an hour yesterday at work. Just right. couldn't believe what I heard and what had happened. Yeah. It's only 40. Like, some dudes are still pitching, and it didn't feel like he was that far removed from the game, even no. though it's been, I don't know. It's been a few thir- years. Four years now, maybe? Three, I think. Three seasons. Yeah. Um, But I kind of took a turn for the better today, and I, I decided that... See, at first I was gonna, I was planning like what kind of sad thing I was gonna say about how I missed Roy Holiday on the pod or whatever, and then I decided to more like celebrate yeah. what did happen as opposed to be depressed about what absolutely we lost. So, uh, you know that like quote that you probably see on like girls' Instagrams or whatever. It's like people forget uh, what you did and what you said, but they never forget how you made you feel. And that's why I feel like, like so close to <laughs> to this guy because there, there's so many fun stories. I just want to give like three quick ones. Go ahead. So, my best friend TJ and I, our whole lives, we've known each other since we were like two. Both big Philadelphia fans, all four teams. And uh, 
when the MLB trade rumors came up, they're like, hey, the Phillies might get Doc. Like, we're a little too comfortable with each other. Probably as friends, we'll say the most ridiculous shit ever to try and... Uh, I've been there. I've yeah. seen this. It's true. <laughs> try and make the other one laugh or whatever. And uh, he was, like, with a dead-ass, like, serious face, was like, dude, if we trade for Roy Holiday, I will shit in the street. And I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just... I just always... I'll never forget that. It was super yeah. funny. And uh, we got him, and to my knowledge, he's never shit in the street, so I, I gotta bring that up to him again yeah. and talk some shit. Yeah. Uh, that was moment number one of Doc that I'll never forget. And then uh, a couple other ones. Uh, I went to a game with my dad and my, and my little brother. That's a good story. And uh, <laughs> I watched Doc throw a complete game shutout. 10 nothing win against the Mets. Like, they were still our big rival at the time. Right. It was great. Anyways, we're leaving. We get into the parking lot. And uh, I'm trying to get out. And there's this car full of people just, you know, dressed like normal people, like kind of too normal for a baseball game. And, uh, you know, I'm being a nice guy, and, like, you can tell they want out, so I wave them out. The, <laughs> s- the second they inch their car in front of me enough that I can't do anything about it, they all throw on their Mets hats and start going, like, <laughs> yeah! yeah! And I was like, you son of a bitch! I was so mad! <laughs> I've, I've heard this story so many times, I think it's so funny. <laughs> I don't like, know why. It's so stupid. Those sons of bitches knew there was yeah. no way they were getting out of that parking lot with Mets hats on. Yeah, and they did. Oh, <laughs> and you let them. It's great. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> and then uh, the last one was, uh, it was funny. I was in college at a night class, and uh, since it was a once-a-week class, one of those like almost three-hour-long classes, there was a quiz every week. Right. And I, I didn't feel like I could take a zero on a quiz. Sure. And so... I was like, fuck, dude, Eagle, or I mean, the Phillies are playing a playoff game tonight, Doc's first postseason game, like, I really want to watch, and I got to watch the first three innings, and then it was time for class, and I went, and luckily the professor was also a Phillies fan, and he knew I was a big Phillies fan, and he even let me, in the class, keep up, like, the game cast on my cell phone while I'm taking a quiz. Oh, wow. And, uh, I... I was to this day. I'm so upset that I missed the final out. But when he got the final out, I even yelled out in class. I was like, "He did it!" And the professor was like, "Yeah." <laughs> what class? Oh man, it was some stupid like I don't even remember exactly. Uh, it wasn't even like the my major. Yeah. But I just felt like I couldn't take a zero and like right. I didn't want oh, to yeah, dig out of that hole. So. I, I, yeah, those once a week classes. There's 15 a semester. It's like you got to go. Yeah. Um, but those were those are all stories that I'm never gonna forget, and they were all moments that Doc was intertwined. Yeah. I I. Uh, I actually have a very vivid memory of a random ass Blue Jays game. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big Roy Halladay fan. Like he was always a nemesis of the Yankees because he was played for the Blue Jays for mm-hmm. many years. But he was I loved played a lot of fantasy baseball. And Roy Halladay every single year would never get taken in the first round, but he was like one of the top five pitchers off the board. Mm-hmm. And you're like, if I get Roy Halladay, I know what I'm getting. Yeah, I'm getting like 200 some innings, a low three ERA probably a good chance of a lot of wins and we used to have a complete game category oh so like if you had doc holiday like dude you're winning the category yeah it's great but um i'm home from school one day like decided not to go and they're playing an afternoon game in toronto against the orioles and it's on masson mm-hmm. complete game shutout they win five nothing and i was just like i was so excited to watch roy holiday pitch because he had the he never threw like i mean he hit in the 90s like mid 90s mm-hmm. but he wasn't like overpowering with the fastball he was a tactician. Mm-hmm. He threw a sinker on the hands. He threw a cutter. He changed eye levels like all the time. It was never just, here's my best stuff, like go for it. It was just a chess match. And 
as a pitcher in high school, it's like, that's the dude you try to be. Mm-hmm. For somebody who didn't throw hard like me, it was like, that's the guy. That's how you, that's how you like, pitch. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, like, for other generations, that's a Greg Maddox. Oh, yeah. That's it's a similar, Tom Blavin. Yeah, similar styles. But, like, Roy Halladay was the dude, so. And he wasn't even known as a strikeout pitcher either because he no. did everything so well, but, like, he over 200 Ks, like, all the time. One of his best quotes is, a perfect game to me is 27 pitches. Yeah. He didn't care about the strikeout. Why not? He wanted. To, he just wanted to win. Yeah, and there was so much cool stuff being put out there. Uh, I forget which pitcher it was. Uh, somebody on Twitter that showed up on my feed then with all this, and he was saying that Roy Halladay is your favorite player's favorite player. Yeah, I was like, that's so cool. And uh, man, just a lot of guys in the league look up to him. And honestly, I think that quote is 100 percent true for me because I know Chase Utley has always had a big man crush on Roy Halladay, and that's Dude, my favorite player. Th- it was always talked about the lore of like his workouts and uh-huh. like his dedication would you see chase Elliott's yeah. instagram post yeah it, i saw i saw a ton of them and like <laughs> i i saw max scherzer uh-huh i didn't see after him. okay max scherzer I, we're really going on about roy Halladay, but i think it's all right yeah, it's great it. um max scherzer put out a post saying it was like one of his first minor league games they each threw four innings <clears> against <throat> each other yeah or not minor league. i'm sorry spring training they each threw four innings against each other and you know you're a pitcher. You throw four innings. You can. You're good. You can get out of there. Yeah. Well, Scherzer's like going to his car, getting ready to get out of there, and he sees Roy Halladay running pulled running poles in the outfield, like behind the stadium or whatever. Yeah. And he's just like, that's when I knew, like that's that's a professional. Yeah. That's how you have to do it to get to that level. And I saw this one thing. My little brother actually sent this to me. This is just how I want to wrap this up a little bit. And we actually probably have some cool stats we want to throw. Out yeah, we got to get some too. stats out there. But uh, I added this on Instagram then because I thought it was so cool. There's a little blurb that someone put out there on Twitter and said, uh, Halliday is just about the only thing that the Blue Jays and Phillies fans could agree on. Uh, there are fistfights to this day that are destined to begin because of 1993. But when the participants are handcuffed and sitting on a curb, one of them will turn and look at the other and say, Roy Halliday sure was awesome, wasn't he? Yeah. So true. <laughs> so true. Uh, but let's throw out some stats. What's a good one you got? Well, he, only, he won the Cy Young twice, uh-huh. but he finished in the top five six times. Yeah. Fantastic. It just shows you, like, like okay, in your head, think of a, like, off the top of your head, I don't know that you can think of a pitcher who pitched from 2000 to 2009. Yeah. The 2000s, and here, like, who's better? Like, who's just, the whole span. It was like, he was a lot like Trout in that, like, Trout doesn't have to win MVP every year for someone to be like, Trout's the best player in baseball. Yeah. And even if Halliday didn't win Cy Young, he was widely what? regarded as yeah. the best pitcher in baseball. Yeah. Right? Um. One of my favorite ones, 17.2% of his career starts ended in a complete game. Unheard of. I had to fact check that when yeah. I found it. It's insane. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And then I got one more. It's uh, He has five seasons of 200 plus Ks and 40 or less walks. Oh, yeah. No other pitcher has more than three. This, mm, yeah. The strikeout to walk ratio insane. is fantastic. Yeah. What I a mean, guy. He he's had also a, he's you, also one of I, these are just off the top of my head. I didn't write these down, but so I lied. At those that was my last step. But uh, only pitcher to ever throw a complete game and a no hitter in the same year, and one of two pitchers to ever throw a no hitter in the playoffs. Yeah, his first fr- ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Um, I I mean, yes, I would agree with you. I'm just curious what his totals ended up being. Some of his totals aren't that high, but today's baseball like you're not 300 wins is right no 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 yeah yeah i think he got to 200 though 203 i think it is or 206 yeah he's in i mean he's in absolutely in my book i think when you talk about the hall of fame a lot of times did he dominate 
your era, yeah. and he absolutely did. There's nobody There's no denying that. His first year at the Phillies, his strikeout to walk ratio was seven point three. He struck out two hundred and I'm sorry, two hundred nineteen people and only walked thirty. Whew. Yeah, that guy's a monster. Unbelievable. It was almost like he was so good that you couldn't possibly appreciate him fully. Also, how did the Phillies not win a World Series? I know, with the four aces. Dude, they had three guys in the top five in Cy Young voting. Yeah. I just like read that last night. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, I, was, I, mean, I was familiar with that the day it happened, but yeah, I know for like, you being like outside. Like, it's one of those things where you can ex- like you can kind of rationalize that in your head. Like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But like to actually have that happen. Yeah. Three of the top five. Three of the top, three of the top five in the same season just ball out like that. Oh, yeah. The problem was the offense was dipping by that point. Yeah. If we could have had that pitching a year or two earlier, it would have been best team ever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. You got one more or you got any, anything left there? Nah, man. Okay. End of the day, I mean, you can summarize it by, it's, I mean, it's a terrible loss, but uh, it, you think about it again, I'm trying to put a positive spin on all of it. The guy got to play the game he loved for his whole life. I know they said his dad was like a commercial airline pilot, which is what got him into the planes. Yeah. Obviously, that didn't end great, but during the time he got to do it, I mean, another thing he got to do that he loved. Yeah. Set, and it looked set like up the family that he leaves behind for life. And his his the, the last, like, probably a couple weeks of his Twitter is just filled with uh, him taking people in the planes yeah. and, like, loved it, so. And he actually is low-key hilarious. Yeah. I encourage anybody that doesn't recall it or hasn't seen it or just wants to watch something funny again to watch the uh, 2K MLB commercial where he's talking about how he misses Chooch in the offseason. Yeah. And he's like... In the fridge, he's got a blow-up chooch over here. Yeah. He's like, what do you think, turkey or ham? <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> That's a great one. It is. Yeah. He's, oh, man. I, I'm going to miss him. I already miss him. But yeah. uh, let's go to something a little less depressing and uh, get to football. Yeah. All right. Jets, uh, Jets and Eagles. Hey, fun fact. Hey. I was just talked to Alex about this before the pod started. And I tweeted it out on the our Twitter before, probably when I saw it a couple days ago. The two most profitable betting teams in the NFL this year through week nine. Eagles and Jets. Eagles and Jets. Yeah. You bet the Eagles and Jets, you're winning money. There you are. <laughs> and son of a bitch, if I would just bet the Eagles every now and then, Dude, yeah, I'd you really would be, be doing really well because you bet against the Eagles almost all I think season. Every time. I, I, I think, think they're 7-2 and two against the spread, right? Right. And I'm probably 2-7. and seven Yeah, something like that. With them. They've really been what's uh, keeping me afloat for the most part. Right. Um... So last week, 28-point win against the fucking Broncos, who, if you listened last week, which I hope you did, I was saying that that was one. I couldn't pick against the Eagles on the spread, because even though it was an eight-point spread, because I thought Osweiler was that bad, and boy, was I right. But I was saying that with the absence of Jason Peters, and I don't fully trust Vitae, even though he's been a lot better, um... With Von Miller coming off the edge and stuff, I was thinking that could really cause a lot of problems. Yeah, a lot of people had that game touted as an, a, a game that could cause the Eagles issues just because they hadn't faced a defense quite like that mm-hmm. and when you add up the injuries. Yep. However, the thing they didn't take into account, number one, is that Brock Osweiler is trash. Oh, he's awful. Now, he, uh, now, now it, that's not the sole reason why you guys won the game. You absolutely kicked no, their ass. No, just complete domination. You could really. you kicked their ass up and down the field. The Eagles de- or the Broncos defense got smashed all day. And you saw Carson Wentz hook up with Alshon Jeffrey for the first time in a dominant way, which was That was been that's probably really been encouraging what I, for the last two for weeks Eagles have fans. been what I've really been waiting for for Alshon. 
Um, I said how last week he finally got one of those 50-50 balls where you just throw it up and hope your guy like is the bigger man. Right. And that's really what that's kind of what Alshon's game is. And yeah, he's I've been a great jump ball that. receiver. Yeah, I've been waiting for that this season. We got it. And then it's almost like that flipped the switch with him because he went six for 84 and two touchdowns. Right. Um, Against great corners. Yeah, and I don't know what that douche uh, Nick Wright on FS1. I really like Nick Wright. I don't. I really, really, I, th- I like <laughs> a lot of his. I like, again, he reminds me of Coward and how he lays out opinions. I think he's a lot better at basketball than he is football, though. That's fair. I but, mean, yeah, he's, listen, he's he's taken, he's took a stance and he's backing up his stance he's, for now. Like, he's, yeah, his thing is he, and. He's treading water. God, he's trying to yeah, tread water. God bless him. We all do it. I know I do it. But yeah. he picked a stance. He's wrong. And now he's sticking. He's, fighting. he's going down he's with fighting. the shit. He's fighting. I heard him make a point about how Wentz only had 199 yards passing. And you like, you don't usually win with that in this last week. I don't know if he realizes or not, but it was a fucking blowout. And we just yeah. I mean, I think in his heart of hearts, he knows that, but he he's got to get up there and right. So Wentz fight his through you know, four more touchdowns, no picks. Right. Uh, he's up to twenty three touchdowns, five picks on the year. Yeah. Really, just showing just uh, I mean immense improvements from last year, and I I loved him last year. You can ask Pete about that. Sure. Um, but he, dude might throw forty touchdowns this year. I think he's the clear runaway favorite at the moment for MVP. With other people, obviously, within sight, because it's still early. Um, I know Jared Goff has looked really well. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't Tom think... Tom Brady's always there. Yeah, I think the competition probably is Brady. Yeah. I mean, they, the Patriots are always... Like, I don't they'll think... probably end up 13-3 or something. Yeah, I don't think... I, I like... Jared Goff has obviously proved a lot of people wrong as well. Mm-hmm. But I think you can put a lot of that on his coach... Number one, oh, yeah. and there's so many games in which he's managed, like coming into this game before they just wrecked yeah, the Giants. I'm not, I'm not trying to sell yeah, him as an I MVP. Just, I'm just saying. I think I think it's between. I was just naming names. Yeah, that you know, I understand. I think, but I'm just to put, bring it back into perspective. I think it's really a two man race at okay. this point. Alex Smith looked interesting early, but he's fading. Yeah, I mean, Chiefs are fading. You just whoever had the balls to bet Alex Smith for MVP at one point. <laughs> Just is high, oh, yeah. like dude. I mean, he's like he's a quality quarterback, the quintessential game manager. Yeah, like he had a hot start, yeah. and they have a lot of gimmicks in their offense, which allow them to do do some weird shit like that. Mm-hmm. That um, like screen pass hail mary that they got on the Cowboys in the half. Yeah, he's not he's not the MVP. Some things about the so the Eagles Broncos game too that I wanted to touch though. I was sweating bullets a little bit going into it when Ertz was a last second scratch. Right. Yeah, and that's a bit, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. No Peters, no Hicks, no Ertz. No problem. Somehow. Um, Didn't matter. Trey Burton stepped in adequately, had a pretty long touchdown, we'll say 30 yards or something. Um, I like him. He's a good player. I like him. Uh, and then there's some other things I wanted to touch on. Like, uh, at one point, we had a touchdown. We were about five, six yards out of the end zone, and we ran. And game's already out of hand. Like, we've won. We're just playing football until the clock hits zero. And we're running option play, like a legitimate college out of the shotgun option play with once. Yeah. Oh God. Pitched to Corey Clement for an, like untouched touchdown. But were you scared? Oh my God, dude! I was gonna like my heart dropped because Von Miller was right there. Yeah. And thank looking God. Looking to decapitate him. Yeah. Thank God Von Miller wasn't looking to, to decapitate. <laughs> he just broke down and then like let him pitch the ball. Yeah. And then I think he was like his spirits were defeated at that point. But please God, do not let Pete, uh, Doug Peters. Doug Peterson. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm uh, Pete. Yeah, yeah, Pete. Jason Peters, Doug Peterson. Okay. Right. Got it straight. Okay. 
<laughs> don't let Doug Peterson <laughs> call that play anymore. Because <laughs> Wentz is the whole franchise at this point. Like, we have a yeah. good team around him, but if Wentz goes down... It's it. Yeah. It's done. You, I mean... You're not running the option with, no, no. with Wentz. Especially up... Like, you pull that... That's the kind of play you save for, like, Cowboys week when it's, like... 10-10 in the third quarter. Right, because the option itself, the reason why you see it in college and high school is it's a hard play to stop. Yeah. You need a lot of guys around the ball defensively, yada, yada. And most of the times, your quarterback is replaceable, which is why you do it. Like, you're not yeah, looking I mean, to get your high school quarterback yeah, hurt. A lot of but times, like, no, no, no. When you're running an option, like, you're not a throwing team. Yeah. Anyways, it caught him yeah. off guard and it worked, but I, woo, was I a little hot for a minute there. That was, that was not cool. Um, another fun fact here, uh, only one player this season that's a running back. I think we've had two quarterbacks run for more for, more than 40 yards on us on, like, broken plays where they just scramble. But running back-wise, only one running back this season has rushed for more than 40 yards against the Eagles. Interesting. That's incredibly impressive. And that's... It, it was uh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, and he, he got over 100, right? I'm not sure exactly what the number was, but... I know he had a big game. He did I don't well. know if he actually hit 100 yards rushing, but he definitely had, like, a good... Um, total yardage game in terms of catching and running. But hey, that'll be put to the test Cowboys week. Yeah. And then um, another thing that I think is real fun about this team is you notice the last two weeks, at least, is the defensive backs, when they get an interception, seem really hungry to get it into the end zone. It seems like a competition between them. Yeah. I know um, the first interception against the uh, Niners, uh, the intercept, or uh, the Green Goblin, he was taking it back and he said that uh, the reason why he didn't go out of bounds is because they were talking shit on him. <laughs> defensive backs on his return skills. And it looked like uh, this week we were doing the same thing. And I think there's a lot of – I think this is actually like a really tight group. Uh, every game, the DBs all post on Twitter a picture of just all the DBs together. It's a fun team. I'm really having a lot of fun this week or this season. And uh, it'll be a little depressing going into the bye week, not getting to watch them. But we got the Cowboys coming up after that on a Sunday nighter. Big game. And I will be ready. I still have that case of Dallas Sucks beer. I only drank a few of them. You're saving up. Yeah. I'm going to ice that bad boy down. We're going to have some buffalo chicken dip. Probably going to be some pizza. I hope that I can actually attend. Yeah. I think I'm going to make... Is that a, it's a Sunday, Sunday night game? Night. I'm attending. Okay. I'm going to actually get that to watch football. That one will get intense. I'm going to get to watch football. Yeah. Hopefully Park can get off. I know he works that night. Um, but yeah, that's about all I got for the Eagles from last week. Oh, actually, one more thing I forgot here that I wrote down. Interesting tidbit here with the Ajayi edition. We were talking about what's going to happen in the snap count for the running backs. Yeah. The only running back who got more snaps than he did the previous week. Corey Clement. Corey Clement. Two touchdowns. And we were talking about, I mean, I think I said you can probably expect him to be around 10. He was at 19 the week before. I was like, he'll probably lose, cut that in half. Yeah. 12. 28 touches. 28 touches. Or Sorry, 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 sorry. No. Snaps. I'm talking snaps. Okay. <laughs> 28 <laughs> snaps. <laughs> And that was nine more than he had the week before. Everyone else went down. Blunt uh, lost 19 snaps, which part of that's winning by so much. I think they were taking some starters out. Uh, Smallwood, you can basically, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a healthy scratch because they did not use him at all until, like, shit time. He went from 13 snaps to six. It seems like they're using Corey Clement. Really shows you how far Corey Clement has come. Right. I'm I'm happy that I was on You were banging on that door for a long time. Yeah. Since the preseason. Oh, yeah. And uh, Barner went from four snaps to two, so he can, he can leave. And then uh, Ajayi had 17 snaps, which that's only going to go up. Um, it was the first game. He's going to grasp the offense better, I would assume. So, But wait, what are you guys going to do when Darnell Pumphrey comes back? <laughs> <laughs> I think that guy's garbage for the record. 
He's well, too small. Has he even played? Way too small. No, he's, he's out for the year. Right. Uh, in the How do you know? In the preseason. He, Did he play in the preseason? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the preseason, I think it was his hamstring. Okay. And they were just like, yeah, you're done. You're done. Uh, so that's pretty much Eagles. We're not really going to preview the Cowboys game yet because that's a ways away. Too far away. It is. You guys have a bye. Right. Enjoy your break. But we did agree that we were going to pick the Cowboys game. We are going to pick the Cowboys because game. Because the Cowboys are coming up next. Yes. So, you want to go first? Uh, no, I want to hear your take first. Okay. So, Cowboys host Atlanta in Atlanta. I'm sorry, not. Cowboys go to Atlanta. Yeah. And, and the line is Cowboys are favored on the road by three points. Exactly. Now, the Cowboys are a little dinged up. Uh, last week... They had two receivers, including Des Bryant, have to leave the game at a certain point. And uh, Tyron Smith, who's up there in the Jason Peters level of awesome tackles. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. He is also having a backslash groin issue. And it's only Wednesday, but Des and Smith had, were both not participating in practice uh, this today. And they got a couple other guys on there, but nobody really worth noting. The other thing in the game here is Julio did not practice today, but it's an ankle, and if I feel like he's had this ankle for, like, ever. Dude, I mean, can I just explain to you something? What's up? If you play daily fantasy sports or if you ever had owned Julio Jones. Yeah, he doesn't practice. Dude doesn't practice Wednesdays. Yeah. He so practices I'm not too Fridays. About that. Well, it was the same problem in the Super Bowl. Like, if you ever watched the doc, one of the documentaries for this past Super Bowl, uh, they were saying how they wanted to test Julio with that ankle and then like right away they're like oh never mind he's alright so dude doesn't practice I'm sure Julio will play I'm pretty sure Dez will play Smith I think would probably play but we'll see yeah I think Um, I think most of these guys are going to play they just just might be pretty hobbled they're dinged up and then with Zeke you just have no fucking clue I'm assuming he's gonna play yeah I mean it's Wednesday at this point Mm -hmm. today and there's no news so I would anticipate he's going to play. Yeah. I haven't heard anything if there's going to be... Who the fuck knows? A ruling on the appeal. Yeah, I'm going to assume I would he think plays, he's getting this week. I'm going to assume he plays until I see him not playing. How sure. about that? So, okay. unfortunately, I'm going to go Cowboys. I Cowboys think, minus three. Yeah, I think they're the better team. And I think they're kind of starting to get going. And I think that Atlanta, that Super Bowl hangover is real. Yeah. They look bad. They've lost four of the last five. They haven't won a home game. They've only had played three home games, but they haven't won a home game since week two. Right. Yeah, thing... Okay, so just to, to agree with you here, actually, I'm taking the Cowboys as well. Um, the only thing I'd be scared about in this game is if the Cowboys are looking ahead to the Eagles. Yeah. But if I'm the Cowboys, I need this win. Yeah. You're, they're five and three. I need to be pl- six and three when I'm playing the Eagles. Yeah. Because where, where is the game? Uh, it's in Dallas, the Eagles. Okay. But we're coming off a bye. Yada, Still, yada. exactly. Yeah. I'm playing like I need to win this game because yeah. it, you're playing the so far the best team in the league off a bye. And, you know, it, the, the basically if you lose – well, if you lose this game, the division is basically wrapped up. Yeah. You I have would, no chance. You have to win this game to keep the so division if they're 5-4 and, and right. they're 8-1. and one, yeah. Right. I mean, if they're 6-3 and three and you're 8-1 and one and you play – and you if they're and then they, they win, win seven yeah. then they're one game back right they're only yeah. game back so this is a must win in my opinion not I mean it's not a must win but like if you have any um, ambition about winning the division still right this Which is a I'm must sure win. they do so all right so we're I'm both, just gonna yeah we're I'm gonna take, gonna the take Dallas 
Alright, let's move on to some Jets. Dude, the Jets. Yeah, what the fuck? They play football, man. The Jets... Uh, I say this every week, but I picked them to go 2-14 and for the year. I think we need to keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Jets are now 4-5 and five and yeah. are going to the Bucks uh-huh. without who don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick or Mike Evans. They, or, don't, I'm sorry, they don't have Jameis Winston or Mike Evans this week. Ryan, Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick will start. And they However, were terrible with those two. Right. It might... Well... We're going to start off by recapping really quickly um, a Jets ass-whooping. Just complete ass-whooping. They dominated the game from the word. I had from the Shady first whistle. in fantasy, right. and I was getting so frustrated. This was um, a game that saw the Bills kind of revert to what maybe they are in terms of a team more. Yeah, like back to the mean. Back, yeah, reverting back to the mean. They had led the league, I believe, in turnover differential at plus 17. Which is insane at that point of the year. Yeah, it's really hard to do that. And they had won a lot of close games. Mm-hmm. And this this was a game where we got four turnovers from them. Fumbles and picks. Mm-hmm. So, that I mean, it helped for sure. But, uh, yeah, the Jets were able to just run the ball. Mm-hmm. We had like hundred, almost 200 yards rushing. Josh McCown does Josh McCown things, as in complete 70% of his passes. <laughs> Which Hit, you would have guessed that's a Josh McCown thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hit complete 70% of your passes and just hit Robbie Anderson down the down dude, the sideline on a streak. Freaking dude. Anderson, dude. Thank you for coaxing me into picking him. By yeah. the way. Can I just say, again, he's never going to be a number one receiver, but I like that guy. Yeah. He, he finds a way to get open. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's just hey. behind the defense. And it works for both ends here. Former Temple great. Yeah. What up, Philly? Yeah. Hey. Like, fuck. He just finds a way to get open. Yeah. I don't understand how. You look at him, he's skinny as shit. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want to go over the middle. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter. Beat him deep. It's great. Yeah. So, yeah. Jets. Jets. Like I said, I told us, said, that, said this to Alex before the pod started up. I think the Jets are just the team who know that who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think in the NFL sometimes that's just something that works. Oh, yeah. Like, sometimes you kid yourself and... Like, at the beginning of the year, the Eagles didn't know who they were. They were passing all the time. Right. Blunt had a game with one carry or no carry no or carries. something like that. Yeah. And then it was like, we figured out who the fuck we are. It's like, hey, let's right. run a little bit. So, the Jets are a team who, they're not going to put up a ton of points. Uh-huh. Probably going to be 20 to 25 points a week. But we're going to try to run the ball. Yep. McCown's going to complete high percentage passes, not turn the ball over. And the defense is going to dance to anything. And the, the defense is going to dance, baby. <laughs> God, I'm so ex- that's the most exciting thing about this team is the young defense. We yeah. have we have got dudes contributing everywhere. Jordan Jenkins, our third round pick out of Georgia last year, got Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah, very excited. Yeah. So, so uh, looking ahead to the Bucks game. Okay. Again, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go. Go ahead. Uh, the Jets are two and a half point favorites on the road. Yep. Scares the fuck out of me. Yeah, it does. Because if you, I doubt there are very many Jets fans listening to this podcast. <laughs> but if you are a Jets fan. They know how to set you up to let you down. <laughs> this is a classic spot. This is a classic jet spot. I'm I'm not just saying this. This is so classic. Yeah. So do you have We're the- we're going I'm picking the Jets. Okay. Minus two and a half. But I am too. I'm very scared. Okay. Because people are starting to be like, hey, the Jets. What about the Jets? Hey, I don't know. Yeah. We could beat a five and five and get our bye. And I'm I've been saying this for three weeks, I want to say now, maybe two weeks, but if Todd Bowles gets that fucking squad to go 8-8 eight and eight or better, coach of the year. It won't happen, but in my opinion, if no. I'm dishing it out, coach of the year. Because like I said, they're supposed to be 2-14. and 14. 
That's what they're supposed to do. But whatever. I know, um, man. Yeah, so we're both on uh, Cowboys minus, or, or yeah, minus three at the Falcons, and we're both on Jets minus two and a half at the yeah. Bucks. We need to pick different games. We here, do. Hopefully. Um, so coming into the year, we'll get to our other three picks right now. Or not coming into year. After week nine, I'm 19, 23, and three. And uh, I don't know. You didn't write down what you were. No. I know you're a few games better than me. I think you I were am. one over 500 before this week. So yeah, I'm two, two over 500. I'm like, well, I'm 2018 and two. 2018 and two. Yeah, because you're yeah you're five games five behind. games worse because right. fixing up a house and got too busy to pick games one week. Right. So, uh, all right, let's get into the other three games here. We both tied at three and three, or three and two last week. So we're tied, and let's go in alphabetical order. I'll go first. Hold on one second. Huh. Could you just imagine what my my record could be if I would just pick the Eagles occasionally? Yeah, just it, I'd be winning all the money. You would. You would look like people would be like, "Wow, that Pete guy really knows what he's talking about." Yeah, but no. I mean, I'm still 2018-1. All you need to do well, is hit 55%. 2018-1. It might be 2018 2. So, sorry, 2018-2. All you have to do is 55% and you're a winner. Yeah. Which you're probably right around that. I'm a little over it. Okay. Um, anyway. All right. I'll go first. Lead us off here. Go for it. And this one might be the least confident I am out of these three. But I'm going to go 49ers plus 2.5 at the Giants. I don't have that game, but I'm really proud of you. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. That's a, that is a savvy pick, sir. Thank you. Yeah, uh, here's my logic. Niners have lost a lot of close games, right? They have. And I haven't heard one way or another, but Garoppolo might play, which even with a new offense that he might not understand, would be a hell of a lot better than C.J. Beathard. Boy, that fella. Yeah, and... He is trash. Uh, the other thing is, I think... It doesn't matter if the Giants are a more talented team, if you want to argue that, if they're not going to give the same effort. Like, effort there, beats talent there was, when talent isn't correct. trying. There is a... There was I think they've quit on the team. Talk today that McAdoo could be fired. Oh, he will be fired before the end of the year. Well, right, but I'm talking... It was possible that it, it's going to happen this week. Okay. That the Giants players hate him. They don't trust him. Yep. So, all I can... This has every... All the makings of... Going across town and just fucking whooping ass. Don't even get on the plane, Ben. Yeah. Stay in San Francisco, buddy. Well, this is actually at the Giants. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh. That's why the Niners are getting two and a half, I think. Um, I'm, I'm positive. almost positive that that is a home game for the San Francisco 49ers. Hmm. Well, while you look that up, uh, you want to give another pick? No, I got it. Yeah, the 49ers are home. They're home? Yes. And they're getting two and a half? Yeah. I thought it was at the Giants. Giddy up, baby. Jesus. I'm Woo! more confident about that. Bet the mortgage, 49ers <laughs> plus two and a half at home. Uh, 0-9 team versus 1-7? 1-8, uh, I think. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. All right. No, they're 1-7. They had a buy. Did they? Yep. Okay. All right, my first pick, Bills plus three against the Saints. Interesting. Not a big fan of that one. No. I... Doubt that many people are. <laughs> no. Thing I like here though is uh, Kelvin Benjamin has gotten a full I don't know probably two weeks of practice now with the team. Uh, the the Bills get that extra couple days to practice. It's a home game. Mm-hmm. Saints are notorious for not being as good away from the dome. Um, hopefully, I'm hoping. I have no idea what the weather forecast is in Buffalo, but I'm hoping for a, just a shit storm. Yeah, that'll help. I mean that'll that'll help, but I honestly think that the Bills uh, Bills will come to play. Yeah, Saints in cold weather, I feel you there. Yeah, no, and I just I think uh, despite the like 
The Buffalo is due for a game against the Jets like that. Like I said, they've kind of been playing a little too high. Yeah. But I do like what they've done. I think McDermott's a good coach, and he has the right kind of guys in there. Like, Shady McCoy's turned into a leader. Yeah. He's regarded in that in that locker room as, like, the, the dude. Like, if, if, if you don't fall, he like he said it. If you don't fall in line, we don't want you. Yeah. And they've gotten rid of guys who haven't fallen in line. Mm-hmm. Marshall Darius, just out. Sammy Watkins, don't yeah. care. Yeah. We don't need him. And I just, I like that. Um, Kelvin Benjamin is going to be available, and he's a big weapon for Tyrod Taylor. He is. And Charles Clay is coming back this week. That helps. That helps. So I think Tyrod's got a couple more weapons, and I don't like the Saints traveling into cold weather. So There you go. I like the Bills yeah, plus three. me into it a little bit. Yeah. All right, my next one, and this is me reverting back to my old ways, so God knows they won't cover. But I'm going Patriots minus 7.5 at the Broncos. Ooh, the hook, 7.5. Yeah. Ooh. Here's the thing. The Broncos are starting fucking Brock Osweiler again. So here's some basic logic. And Go against Brock Osweiler. Yeah. And guess what? The greatest coach of all time is coming off a bye week. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. This is, if you have two mortgages, I'm going to give this bet. I, I'm two mortgages confident, which means that I'm sure it won't work out. But, like, Osweiler versus Brady, hoodie off a of bye week. Uh, yeah. Give me that all day. Yeah. The only thing that would make me pause about that is the historical um, data that supports that Tom Brady in Denver, isn't, in Denver as isn't as great. Right. But I think a lot of that was during like the Peyton Manning, they're a lot better Super Bowl contenders kind of team. And that defense looked very, very not okay right. bad but they're last week. I mean, a home, defense at home typically plays better. Listen, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm not taking that game, but if I had to pick a side, I'm going to pick Brady off a bye. Brady Belichick off a bye. Yeah. I just don't want any part of that and Denver defense. And they're getting defense. hot, too. They've won, like, four yeah. in a row. I just don't want any part of that Denver defense. Okay. But the thing you have going for you, Brock Osweiler's your quarterback. Yeah. How many points can they possibly score? I don't know, man. Like, 10? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they have to score more than that. They scored 23 on you guys. I don't know. They'll, they'll probably be... Yeah, but that, a lot of that was bullshit. A late, like, Foles was in the game and got my, my thing is, down. The defense has to hold the Patriots under 30. For this... For you... For you... for I'm sorry, for the Broncos to have a shot to cover. Yeah. And that's hard to do. The Patriots score 30 a lot. Oh, yeah. It's so, like on the reg. So... All right, go ahead. What's yours? Um, I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings minus one point at the Redskins. Okay. Vikings off of a bye. Mm-hmm. Like that. Redskins just had a big, out-of-nowhere win against the Seahawks. Yep. In which they didn't play that great. The Seahawks just sucked. Seahawks, no. Seahawks should have won that game two times over. Yeah, but they sucked. No, they missed like three field goals because Blair Walsh. That's part of sucking. I understand that. But like, (laughs) as a team, they moved the ball. I think they outgained the the Redskins by like over 200 yards. Yeah. Like, you should win that game. Yeah. So... I think it's kind of a false win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. not as impressive. And I think the Vikings are pretty good. Okay. I, I think the Redskins defense is, or I'm sorry, not the Redskins defense. Redskins offensive line is still banged up. Okay. I think the Vikings can cause some havoc. I like the Vikings. I think a lot of people are putting too much trust into Case Keenum, though. That's fine. And That's fair. Yeah, I'm waiting for that shoe to drop where he turns into Brock Osweiler. Yeah. Maybe it does, but I so. think I think again, there's a team who kind of knows who they are. Yeah, like, they don't try to do too much. Yeah, that might be. And true. they have pretty talented receivers. Thielen and Thielen and Diggs are good. Yeah, and like McKinnon out of the backfield can make some things happen. That's the other thing. I'm I'm not. I don't. 
I'm not a believer on McKinnon yet. I'm, I don't necessarily believe him as a runner, but I think if you get him the ball right. in the pass catching situation. Well, my buddy was trying to like trade me him in fantasy, and I was for like, what? uh, first round pick that's probably going to be second overall yeah. next year. Yeah, no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Moving um, on. So, my last one here, and this is a big number, but I'm going to back it up. Steelers minus 10 at the Colts. Oof. However, the last three times they played, Steelers won by 17, 35, and 21. All right. So you got a little historical data yeah. helping you out? And uh, I saw a quote from Chuck Pagano. They asked him about that like very thing, all those big losses, and, and he said something along the lines of, like, I wish they'd let us play with 12 <laughs> instead of 11. I don't like. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think they stand a chance in this game. So yeah, I think my rule is though. I just never want to take. I don't want anything to do with double-digit favorites in the NFL. Yeah. Because it's the NFL and they're professionals. Yeah. It's not like college where the score gets run up a lot. Yeah. Just don't want any part of it. But I understand Steelers off a of bye playing the Colts, who aren't very good. I'm okay with it. Just wouldn't actually do it. Okay. Um, my last pick is probably. Stupid, but I, I gotta believe in my team one more time. Chargers plus three and a half at the Jags. They are your team, dude. Jesus Christ, who are they playing? Jags in Jacksonville. Oh, buddy, plus three and a half. Chargers off a bye. I really like the Jaguars right now, dude. They play some Here's serious my football. Fournette's gonna be fresh too because he just missed. Fournette is gonna be fresh, but I'm just banking oh. on that Blake Bortles. It's going to yeah. help me out here. And he could pull those out any game. Oh, he could really do that. <laughs> I think the Chargers' defense is like pretty good. Their pass rush is really good. Super hot take. You ready? What's up? This, this is something for next year. The Jaguars are going to be in the like serious running for the Super Bowl next year when they get themselves a real quarterback this offseason. Well, that would help. They, they They're going to get like Alex Smith or Eli Manning or... I doubt he'll move, but I know Breeze's contract is up. What about Kirk Cousins? Uh, Kirk Cousins. They're going to add one of those guys. Okay. And they're going to be a serious fucking team at that point. All right. That's my hot take. Fair enough. I Yeah, I just... I'm going to the well one more time. Okay. I just want the Chargers so bad. <laughs> I need them. I have a little bet on them, so I need them to win. All right. And I'm taking them off a of bye. I like that it's three and a half. All right. That helps me. Well, I'm about to go 5-0 this week, and that's going to put me one game back above 500. So I'm looking forward to that. I doubt that you will. But uh, quick recap, then. You want the Jets minus 2 yeah. and a half. You want the Niners plus 2 and a half. <laughs> you want the Patriots minus 7 and a half. You want the Steelers minus 10. And you want the Cowboys minus 3 very reluctantly. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also Jets minus 2 and a half. Cowboys minus 3. Bills plus 3. Vikings minus 1. Chargers plus 3 and a half. All right, so Pete's buying the beer next week. A couple other notes we wanted to hit on. How about those gosh darn Sixers? Playing well? Yeah, they are. Damn. Won a road game in Utah without Embiid, without Bayless. And uh, Holmes got into foul trouble right away. I think he played 15 minutes. That didn't help. But uh, Ben Simmons is averaging a ridiculous 17.8 points. 10.1 10.1 rebounds and 8.0 assists, which is hilarious because the huge thing we've been yelling back and forth about for the last month is whether or not Simmons will add average eight assists this year, which I said he would. Pete's like, there's no goddamn way. Right. Um, 
But I'm so still, eight on the I dot. I still feel okay about it. <laughs> eight can on the we, dot is really funny. Can we please remember we're what ten games into the season? Yeah, we are one eighth of the way there. It's basically one two eighth. weeks into a football season. Okay, <laughs> but relax. At but, this point, yeah. being six and four, they're on pace for forty nine wins as well. All and right. what did I tell you? Pound the over at thirty nine and a half. You did say that, and I'm all about that. If you could give that to me again, that would be a mortgage bet. Okay. Um. And then just some other like quick hits on the Sixers. Uh, Covington is shooting his freaking brains out at 50% this year, which that has to regress. But, God, it is, is it so fun right now. And then uh, J.J. is being his normal J.J. self. He's shooting yeah. 43%, which is super fun. From three? This is from three? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And There's then, a distinction. you got to yeah, make that distinction. Right. I mean, I said three from three. Because 43% overall isn't... Not so good. It's fine. It's, it's whatever. Yeah. Well, it's nothing to write home. But. Right. But 43% from three, now, that, now we're... That's like gas. Steph Curry-ish. I mean, he's usually more like 45, I think. Yeah, but, but it's really good. Yeah. Anything above 40 is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then Jared Bayless, who missed last night with a wrist injury, is quote-unquote out indefinitely. And he will be reevaluated soon, which means soon we'll hear that he, you know, has to get his arm chopped off or something. Right. Uh, but he's been shooting 42% this year from three points. And, I mean, it's just been they've been so fun this year. Um, to make up for Bayless... They recalled uh, Furkan Korkmaz, which he was drafted, not this past draft, but the one before that with, I believe, the 24th pick. I think it was two picks ahead of uh, where they picked Wawa at. And uh, he's a skinny European guy, super young. He's supposed to be a shooter. So he hasn't seen a minute of NBA court time yet. We'll see. I think, uh, what do they play again, tomorrow? Something? I think so. Um, You might see him touch the court at that point so uh but yeah i mean that's about all i got exactly right now but they've just been awesome they've been one of the better shooting teams in the league so far and just the whole simmons run the point thing couldn't be working out better than i mean good kudos to coach brown for really uh sticking to his guns on that when people were like telling him that simmons can't be a a real point guard and like i said even without Embiid, we got the w which is huge because you gotta you got to assume he's going to miss, like, let's say 20 games this year. Right. And so if you can at least go, like, 10 and 10 in those games or something, or even, like, 8 and 12, yeah, you're looking good. You're probably feeling all right. Yeah. So right now we're 1-1, one and, one, and I'm feeling real good. Two games above 500. Let's freaking go, baby. I think you got to set your goals. Like, I'm moving the over-under up from 39.5 to, like, 44.5 right now. Interesting. I'm feeling good. I think 44.5 would be good. a very more interesting line. Okay. So... What do you got? Yeah, I mean, the Mavs continue to lose, but they did win uh, a road game last night in Washington. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, an impressive win. Very impressive win in a game where Harrison Barnes scored 31. But more importantly, Dennis Smith Jr. scored 22, had eight boards, eight assists. How many minutes did he play? I think he played 30 that game. So he's feeling better with his knee. Yeah, I mean, I think it's something they're going to monitor, and there's probably going to be some resting right. going on. Which is fine by me because, again, I'll repeat this all year. It's fine if we're a top five lottery pick. Mm-hmm. We need more talent. We're we're kind of the people who I want to see succeed this year: Dennis Smith, Harrison Barnes, Seth Curry, Nolan Noel. Yeah, Nolan Noel only played five minutes last night. Why? I don't know. Dude, he's the most underappreciated player in the NBA. Like we were doing that to him at one point too. I don't know. I, I know that Dallas runs. A unique system, and you have to be disciplined in it. I don't know if that's an issue with neurons, but 
I wish he would get more time on the court. Yeah, there's no. Ex- I mean, unless you're doing discipline or something. Well, and also, also we do like a, a we like to stretch the floor with everybody. Yeah, and he's obviously not that. He's a rim runner, rim protector. Right. So, I mean, I think he's part of like an ideal today's NBA lineup, though. Like, if you just have like the point that is great at facilitating, three shooters and a center just like Nerlens that can run and protect the rim. He's basically a poor man's DeAndre Jordan. Yeah. That's kind of what he is. So what he does, he blocks shots, catches sets out, sets screens, yeah. runs to the rim. Yeah, that's kind of what he is. But I yeah, like him. I mean, the ba- the best thing that came out of that game, I was very excited about Dennis Smith and the comment he made after the game. He's not intimidated by anyone who he anyone who he plays. Yeah, he's like John well, Wall's. He John Wall's one of the best point guards. He flat out said John Wall's one of the best point guards of the league. I don't care. Yeah, I'm coming here to play. I'm not intimidated. I'm still gonna dunk. I'm doing what I'm going to do. Yeah. So, very excited about Dennis Smith. Again, he was a guy I liked from day one. I think right. he got a winner there. I hope so. Yeah. We'll see. I, we'll see if he can develop into more of a shooter. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Either way, I think his like floor is a very good NBA player. Like, yeah. not maybe not like he's a p- he's You can already tell he's a piece for the future. And yeah. that's really what you want to see. Yeah. So, there you go. Also, there was some Yankees managerial news. Yeah, I mean, there's there hasn't been... I don't even think we've interviewed people yet, but... And and the the list just keeps getting bigger of who could be it. Mm-hmm. But today, so two, far no Chase Elliott though, which is good for me. Good for you. Yes. Also good for me. I don't want Chase Elliott. <laughs> but um, so uh, today, two guys threw their hat in the ring, so to speak. Two guys who are yes network employees, former Yankee players, mm-hmm. John Flaherty, catcher, and, and David Cohn, yep. famous pitcher. John Flaherty. If John Flaherty becomes the manager, I'm just gonna throw up. <laughs> I dislike him as a like as a an analyst. I think he's like as lame as they come, uh-huh. and like will garner very little respect. Okay, I don't know. That's just me, probably being irrational with what I've seen on TV. But if I had to pick one of those two, David Cohn is the man. Okay, David Cohn. I really liked him when he played. David Cohn had a set of nuts when he played. Yeah, he won a Cy Young. He is into analytics. I love hearing him talk about spin rate. It's great. <laughs> Give me more of that. Um, and I like when he calls Yankee games. I think he has... You can just kind of tell. Like it, It's not always like... I'm not basing my entire judgment off him based on how he calls the game. Right. But like... It's just a... Like some of the insights... About him, yeah, yeah, some of the insights a guy can provide I think can be useful. And he's, he's on the younger side. He's not... Might be 50. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that. I don't know. I mean, there's a ton of guys. I think there's something to be said, too, for... I mean, not every player can be a good coach or manager, depending on the sport you're talking about. But, like, kind of to bring this to, like, an Eagles thing. Like, I think one of the things that Doug Peterson's done good with is I think he understands the players well and can relate to them better than, like, an Andy Reid mm-hmm. or a Chip Kelly. Because okay. he played, like, 12 years in the league. Like, I right. know um, not every coach does this, but they're on the bye week right now, and he gave them the whole week off. Right. And, like, I think... You can both be a hard-ass and a player's coach, kind of, when you've worn that hat as, like, hey, they, I know that coach played 12 years in the league. And so, like, with the David Cohen thing, like, yeah. Guy, I mean, how, how many years did he play? I'm just, I don't have it in front of me. He Fif- probably played 15. 15. Yeah, at least 15. Yeah. He still came up with the Mets. Yeah, I think he threw a perfect game, or at least yeah, a no-hitter. Yeah. Well, it was a perfect, perfect game. game. Yeah, so, back I mean, back, yeah. right away you walk in the room and, and you're going to have respect right. of the player. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would, I would lean David Cohen in that argument as well. Also... 
if you already haven't checked this out, there's a great video of Andy Reid doing punt, pass, and kick at like 13. Yeah, please, please watch. Please that. watch that. <laughs> he is the largest 13 year old I've ever seen yeah. in my life. And it's off the micro part, but if you can also watch the uh, 30 for 30 on the Fab Five with Chris Weber, where he's super huge dunking at like 13, it's also hilarious. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It just reminded me of it, because that's what Andy Reid looks yeah. like when in yeah. the punt no, Andy Reid. <laughs> Andy Reid looks like an NFL lineman playing against kids. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it's great. <laughs> Anyways, that's about all we got, I think, for this week. So, How was the beer? Uh, beer's good. Uh, like I said... Right away, the first sip, I knew I was going to like it. So, What are you giving it? Uh, four and a quarter. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, you really like that beer. Uh, what about you? Yeah, this Troganator. Probably a 3.75. Okay. Really think, I really like it. Definitely will actually probably buy this again. But in terms of... You know, getting the I what well, I consider like a next level beer. When I get it over four, I think it's like really, really good. Okay. So it's not quite there for me. It's missing a little something, but this is definitely a really a good beer. So three seven five, just like not a Hall of Famer, but like a oh, really good three time All Star. Okay. Like, you know, dominate had a great five year run. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a shot at uh, Chase Ellie or not, but. No, I told you. I've told you before. Chase Utley is a Hall of Famer. In my yes, opinion. yes. Second best second baseman I've ever watched. How about Ryan Howard? That's your Ryan Howard beer. Not a Hall of Famer. Right, right. five year run. There you go. Yeah, found one. The Ryan Howard of beers. Okay, so if you want a Ryan Howard of beer, you get a Troganator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's making me a little homesick for uh, living two miles away from Trogs. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to see how I rate my all my beers or follow me on Twitter, you can do so at Pizzki Forty One on either Twitter or Untapped. There you go. And I'm uh, at AlexWolf31 on Untapped and AWolf31 on Twitter. Pete's looking at me all surprised because I finally remember wow. those. Very impressive. And more importantly than all of that, please give us a follow on Twitter at the official... we got to get a blue check next to us at some point. Yeah. but uh, Maybe when we get 100 followers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're at 85, so 15 of you guys out there want to yeah. get us there. Go ahead that, and do that for us. <laughs> But uh, at Microbrew Sports Pod. Oh, actually, sorry, the page is Microbrewed Sports Pod. The at is at Microbrew Sports. There was All, a space issue. Yeah. Also, you can listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Yeah. I like when you Please. listen to SoundCloud if you have it because it keeps track of uh, our numbers for us. Right. So I know whether or not you get a little more stats job. on SoundCloud, but you can also like and um, leave comments and rate us on iTunes. So there you go. And uh, yeah, please argue with us, vote in our polls. And a week from today or so, we will see you, and we'll be getting ready for fucking Eagles-Cowboys week. Let's go. I'm fucking pumped.